Crows Radio Show with Source. He tumbles it forward. It's going to run through. Oh, Source Jacobs, what a goal. And Tomo. Massive week in football. Massive show on Triple M. Oh, hello to the Crows Radio Show fans. Always great to have you company. And more importantly, happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers out there as I welcome the 208 gamer at the top level. Sam Jacobs, hello, yeah. mate. How are you, Tomo? Yes, happy happy Mother's Day to my beautiful mum, Corey. She's uh, she's one of the best. So huge show, uh, huge show ahead of us. We... Uh, Obviously, very excited to talk to uh, the informed player, which I like saying that, is Lockie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Very, very popular um, teammate in, in inside the locker room. And um, be good to hear hear from him. And obviously, Jared Mears, who heads up our SANFL and Academies team. That's pretty cool, I reckon, the Academy stuff. Because yeah. like, uh, I think I might ask him about that. But there's so many uh, different academies across the country mm. involved with different football clubs that a lot wouldn't understand that we have one right here in uh, in Crowland. Yeah, that's right. And uh, obviously, people people get excited by the draft don't they? Mm. So that's right up uh, in Mizzy's sweet spot. And I'll tell you what, Tom, if we're playing St. Kilda, it can only mean one thing. Oh, here we go. We need to talk 90-97 grand final. Uh, well, we have to. We have to. DJ Jarman, six goals. Oh, yeah. Shane seriously. Allen, five goals. Unbelievable. Troy Bond, four goals. Shane Allen. Why don't we just swing him forward? Let's just do something <laughs> different. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, we're going to delve back into some local footy as well, some grassroots stuff, because there's a lot of different array of uh, Adelaide footballers that have moved on to some grassroots stuff, including yourself, Saucy. We do. It's uh, it's obviously an integral part of um, South Australia culture now, I reckon, mm-hmm. local footy. It's it, it's massive, isn't it? Oh, like it's the huge. following it has, you see the Facebook pages and all that. So um, the good thing is there's some, some seriously big names that have mm. gone back and given back to local footy. So... We look forward to having a chat around that. As obviously, it's uh, you're at Meadows and I'm at Flagstaff, yes. here, so it's uh, very much a passion spot for us. Yep, we'll speak about that very, very shortly. To get a player on game day is an absolute treat, and this one, oh, you just loves it. Love seeing him swing around on the left hoof there, Saucy. He's one of my favourite teammates, this bloke. A uh, very, very good player. He's a nice little small forward and uh, just bringing some midfield minutes into his game, which we like to see. Lockie Murphy, hello, mate. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, mate, thanks so much for, for jumping on board. Um, you must be pumped. Game day. Mother's Day it is, obviously. And uh, looking to take on the St Kilda Football Club, who have improved. So how are we looking? Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's exciting. I've got mum over from Melbourne and what, so that's uh, exciting for me also. But, um, yeah, Saints are going really well. Um, obviously a strong defensive unit and, and started the year really brightly and, um, you know, we're, we're playing some good footy. You know, the last two weeks haven't gone our way um, in the wins column. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a good tough, uh, good test for us today. But I, I reckon if we can bring our best, I reckon we're a great chance. Let's just touch on that, Murph. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Dad and Dudes Day. Now we've got the mums coming uh, to, to Hilux Hill today. I'm hearing they're going to be in good form. I haven't heard too much. I, I did know the dads, my old man didn't make the trip for... Dads and dudes, they did have a, a training session, and I'm glad Dad didn't come to embarrass both of us. But uh, no, I think I think Mum might have something. The mums might have something in store for us today, so I'm, I'm not quite sure what's going on, mate. No, that's good, mate. That's good. Uh, now, anyway, mate, your own form. Um, uh, I read an article the other day, and you sort of acknowledge that you always feel like you have to play on the edge to to make sure you, you're keeping your spot, but. Uh, mate, you must be happy with your form so far. It's um, it's it's really impressive to watch. And uh, and the second part of my question is your smothering. If you just want to touch on that after, because that is becoming your thing, smothering the ball. Uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been good. Source so last year, especially with just my injuries, I had about ten fifteen percent of preseason. I I just couldn't really find you know, and as you know, the importance of fitness and being able to run out games. And um, you know, it's a long season, 
and this year I had a really good pre-season. I had about, I think, 90% of it. So although I didn't get picked in the pre-season games or round one, I knew at some point I was going to be needed and it was just finding, you know, that thing in, in my brain to go, I've got to stay ready. And for me, fortunately, that was round two. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a really good space physically at the moment. So just going out there with the belief and confidence that, um, you know, what I do, uh, you know, benefits the team and makes the team, helps the team win. Um, and, yeah, I guess with the, the smothering, I'm, I'm not really quite sure, but I'm just in love with them at the moment. I'm just trying love to, to actually it. find reasons to do it. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, you can't get suspended for a smother, so I don't want to <laughs> fling someone. And so instead of tackling, I'll just let them have a kick and I'll just jump <laughs> on top of it. Yeah, Very beautiful. Good. Love that. Now, you mentioned there about your, your own... Uh, difference that you've uh, attacked pre-season with. But what about the team as a whole here, Murph? Because there seems to be a different buzz about the Adelaide Football Club in 2023. What's the big change that you've noticed? Well, I think um, the, the continuity now, we've you know we've had Nixie's game plan for three or four years. Um, and obviously, the last couple of years has been quite challenging in, in the wins column. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of good lessons along the way. But I think now we're all starting to click on the same page. Yes, we're... We're still trying to do it week to week to week to week. You know, I feel like um, no better chance than to, to put a good performance in, in today. But, um, yeah, regardless of the win or the loss, we we just want to play our brand and, and we know it stacks up now. So to have 22 or 23 blokes um, on the same page um, is really helping us. And it's just now, yeah, as I said, put it together for four quarters and and then back it up again the week after. Now, talk to us about the personalities within the, uh, within the forward line. So you've got yourself, obviously, um, you know, you came through working in the club, the SANFL system, humble kid from Northern Knights in the, uh, the northern areas of Melbourne. You've got Darcy Fogarty, who used to be a country boy. Um, now, he's, now he's shacked up in Unley amongst the other boys. Then you've got the Peacocks of Walker, Rankin, Rochelle. How do you go managing all these personalities, Murph? Yeah, it is tough, and I think if you if you fly in from anywhere, you see the Adelaide Oval on one side, you look out the other side, you see Texas House. <laughs> it's just as big. So no, uh, the personality. I mean, the Fords Group uh, being biased, it's the place to be. Uh, I think <laughs> just we walk a little bit taller than the Fords. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Rochelle, Rankin. Um, yeah, I mean, so and then you, you, you go to the other end, you, you get your galants that are, they're, they're just trying, they're, they're trying to you know stick the chest out a bit, whatever chest he's got there. Oh. Um, but no, it's no, the forwards are good, mate. Texan Fogger, you know, the, the big muscle man, and we sort of just jump behind them. But no, it's a it's a good group to be a part of. Ah, uh, you mentioned text a couple of times right there, Murph. So um, I'd be remiss if we don't bring this up. Go on. What's up? Uh, ceiling. What do you want? <laughs> Don't start this shit. I'm not f***ing 12 years old. What do you want, mate? I'll give you a call back if that's right. I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, Murph, any more pranks that's happening the big Texans way, please? No, nah, I might need a hand, but uh, Tex, is, he's on it at the moment. He's obviously a master, or so he reckons it, that sort of prank stuff, but... I'll tell you what, what happened about five. Uh, oh, actually, it would have been on Thursday at training. Um, he, he got a nice delivery from a clothing brand, and uh, a few of the boys might have just gone through the box and started wearing it around the club. Yeah. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't too pleased with that. Oh god, that's brilliant, brilliant, mate! Hey, we love what you're doing in the tricolours, mate. There seems to be a great connection, not only up forward but all over the ground as well. So, well done to you, and enjoy today. Thanks, guys. See you, mate. 
Sauce Jacobs and Tomo here for the Crows Radio Show. We take on the St. Kilda Saints today, Saucy, and um, we just delve back just straight to 97, don't you? Absolutely, mate. I think it's only natural to talk about, you know, Bungie, mm. Norm Smith, first of two. Unbelievable. D. Jarman, mm. Sean Wren. Do you remember watching it? I do, mate. I was at, um, I was up at Inaminka, actually. So oh, I was yeah. up, yeah, northern, uh, yeah. northern South Australia. Yeah. So, um, it's funny. It's funny. Like it's such a big moment. Obviously, the, uh, when when the Crows won their first premiership, yes. and um, the thirty sixers obviously won one around that same time as well. And uh, so South Australia's pumping. I think the Thunderbirds were obviously really good then as well. So it's a great great time for SA Sport um, at that time. And uh, yeah, it's, it really stays in my mind that I was up at Inaminka as a uh, as a nine year old watching yep. the Crowies. Let's have a listen to some of the highlights. He's played every game this year, Andrew McLeod. This is the one he wants to remember for the rest of his life. Thrown with Rogren and Wakeland. Saints tired desperately. They try to stay into the game. Rogren in front. Harvey gives it away to Burke. Rogren and Wakeland. Back towards Jarman. Jarman! Yes! Darren Jarman! There's Brown. Zilla unloads. Winmar's in front. Wren playing his heart out. In from the side. Feeds it wide. Great shepherd off the ball. Got some space for Allen. Alongside the centre circle. Unloads. Smart from behind. Open goal. Five for the half. Gentlemen. Knocked down the Saints way. McLeod, though, has been wonderful. Pumps it back in. Jarman almost. It fell in front. Rintoul. The Crows lead in all directions. Ellen gets another goal. His fifth. Crashing through Bickley. McLeod tries to... Oh, it does it magnificently. To Costa. The handball out wide. Gets to Connell. Connell inside 50. Belts at the wards for forward. Jarman there. With him was Zilla. Jarman again. Round the body. That'll do. Oh, mate, incredible. That last call right there, Bruce <laughs> McAvaney, that will do. I don't know if it's um, if it's me just being such a tragic or if it's sad, but what, listen to that audio. I know the video that goes with it because oh, yeah. I've watched the grand final that many times. Oh, yeah, and I know exactly where Jamie Shanahan <laughs> shouldn't be. <laughs> That ruined his career, didn't it? I know, I know. I love that. I love the story. Obviously, being amongst the the past players, and they tell the story that you knew St Kilda win strife when Kim Costa's lacing out Darren Jarman on on his left left foot on the left. Absolutely superb. Hopefully we can have some more success today when we take on the Saints at home, Saucy. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's a, it's a massive day. Two two big teams. And uh, it's good these clubs you have, have a bit of history with. So, um, obviously, uh, we're looking forward to a big one from the boys. Looking forward to this next conversation. The Sandwin Academy's manager is Jared Mears, and he joins us on the phone right now. Mears, you got us. G'day, Tomo. Sam, thanks for having me. Oh, mate, thanks so much for jumping on board. Now, We hear so much about the terms academy product and uh, part of the academy in different football clubs around the country. You know, Sydney Swans is a massive one for that. And a lot wouldn't know that we have the same thing down here in Adelaide. Can you just run us through what the system is, please? Absolutely. Well, Crows Academy is probably behind the scenes, ticking along quite nicely. On the back of our recent graduate, which is Maxi Michelani, as, as you guys know, he's flourishing in the AFL squad. But essentially speaking, our academy model it's quite young. Um, it's in its seventh year, and it's got three components to it. It's got its boys NGA, girls NGA, and our father-son program. So approximately we've got around about 50 guys and girls who are identified in the SANFL talent pathway. And, um, yeah, I guess essentially we're trying to value add to the talent pool. 
Now, obviously, you're, you're team manager for, well, not team manager, that doesn't do it justice, Mirzi, but you run the SANFL program as well alongside the academies. How much, um, I guess, time do you need to dedicate to both? And um, as you mentioned, the academies is getting bigger and bigger. Um, how important is that becoming in our pathways too? Yeah, I think um, to touch upon your first point, the sample the sample program that they're running at Crowsland at the moment is um, is getting bigger and bigger, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a probably a half half split between both roles. I'm lucky enough to have Matty Wright and Jack Magton who've come on board as our academy coaches in the boys space and the girls space. We've got AFLW players, uh, Premiership players at that, uh, Courtney Cramey and MJ Radjic who are looking after the girls. So got plenty of support. Uh, the kids have got plenty of support in our academy model and. As you guys know, those 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 coaches I just mentioned have, have got some good pedigree behind them. Hey, Mirzi, how young is too young when you can uh, forecast a sight into these young footballers that are so talented as well? Is it is it 11? Is it 12, 14, 15? How young is too young? And what's, who's the youngest one that you've cast an eye on so far? Well, essentially the focus is on... Um, providing a, an exposure or an experience. So young is, uh, too young is, is is probably not young enough, I guess. And yep. on the flip side of that, um, we're also really conscious on providing the talented players who are probably 13, 14, 15, exposure inside the four walls of the Adelaide Footy Club. So rubbing shoulders with AFL and AFLW players. So, yeah, we do have, the, I guess, the upper echelon, which is your 15, 16 and 17-year-olds, which, as I said earlier, Max Michelani has come through. And we've got a couple of guys in draft year next year but we've got some um some father sons and some father daughters who are starting to come onto the radar now and and they're sort of in the 10 11 12 mark so no pressure on them but we're just keeping a a nice eye over how they're progressing through the talent pathway and what about the ones that don't quite make the cut there Mirzi? do you have to help mold them and help them get back into uh, either the sandful system or if it's a lower grade and then give them feedback to see what they can improve on Ultimately, our responsibility uh, in the Crows Academy is to uh, not in, not increase the talent pool, but also keep them engaged and connected with their footy. Yep. Um, so if that means they, they do get drafted either to the Adelaide Footy Club or to another AFL club for that matter, that's great. But ideally, we want them playing at the highest level they possibly can. And, and if that's um, sample footy, that's great. And I think I've spoken to Sam offline about this before. If, if we can be spitting... Um, you know, talented kids who've had some exposure within an AFL footy club back into the sample. That's that's great for the state league competition. So, um, yeah, as I said, at the start of this conversation, ultimately we're trying to value add to the talent pool here in South Australia, and I think we're, we're slowly but surely doing that. Now, let's talk about the uh, the pool of players. Now, we know we're, we're not a very old club. What are we, 33 years old or, or thereabouts? Um, yep. we, we've had some father-sons, but a few of them, similar to Max, he's come through and he's obviously he's, he's qualified through that with his father, Jim, playing at Norwood. Um, now, we're sort of starting to go to an age where we're actually starting to get some Adelaide Footy Club players in the father-son sort of sweet spot. Is there some names or is there, is there a few upcoming that uh, a few of our listeners might be able to relate to and get excited about? Yeah, well, as you said, there's, uh, since the establishment of the draft um, back in the Halcyon days, there's actually been 91 father-sons have been drafted onto an AFL club uh, across all across all uh, teams, and that averages out to around about five per club. Um, we've produced three through our system. Um, obviously, we've had uh, Young Edwards and, and Jarman prior to that, and then Matthew's come on in the, probably the non-traditional format with, with Jim, as you mentioned. Yep. Um, but the good news is for the Crow supporters out there, we've got Probably, uh, I think we did a count the other day, there's 43 father-sons who 
range from a whole range of age groups, um, from youngies right through to those guys who are starting to get into the top end of the talent pool. So um, I think we previously mentioned young Welshy, um, but we've also got uh, Trigger's lad, Simon Trigenza's coming through. Um, we've got uh, Harry Thompson, who's now started playing some some footy at uh, at the Glenelg pathway. at uh, Scotty's uh, son, which a lot of the supporters will remember. Uh, Mitch Stevens. Uh, yeah, so there's a whole array of names coming through. Yeah. And um, there's about yeah. 15 Rusciutos coming. So. <laughs> and there's, yeah, there's the, there's the Rusciuto family, and there's six of those. So um, and, and the other on the other side of that, we've got our father, daughter, and mother, daughter for that matter as well. So we've actually probably got more in that space than we do the father, son. So as you said, we're we're starting to hit into a sweet spot of the maturity of our Adelaide Footy Club, and and with that will come some. Um, you know, some sons and daughters of, of past players, including your good self, Sam. And what about you, Mirzi? What gets you out of bed, mate? What gets you so excited about uh, being involved as the academy manager? Oh, look, I've, I've got, I always say to people who ask that question, I've got the best job in the world because, um, you know, I'm dealing with the next generation of talent coming through for this footy club. So um, I'll probably get an earlier read on the average supporter. I know exactly what's coming through in three, four, five, six. 10 years' time. So um, that's why it's a little bit of an untapped area, but um, it's such an exciting area because we can cast a lens over on uh, potential talent um, coming into our footy club. Now you're a good operator, Mirzi. Thanks so much for jumping on board the Crows Radio Show, mate. Thanks, Tomo. Thanks, Sam. Have a great, Cheers, have a great day. Now, Bernie Vince has made headlines once again, your old mate from York Peninsula. Tri- Triple M's very own. Triple M's very own. Does the rush hour, does the rub, does a whole heap here at the M's, but... He's dusting off the bloody boots, saucy. Well, I he, I actually caught up with him the other week, and he said he'd been training, and I wasn't sure why. But mm. uh, he's been out having a run with his beloved CMS boys in Adelaide. Um, obviously doesn't head back to CMS, but yeah. uh, he's been doing some training, and and we found out the reason why. Well, the Carlton Draft is a it's a great initiative. I think it's only a couple of years old, but yeah. um, the the past AFL footballers go into a draft and they get pick, picked up by some teams that are well struggling a bit. If we're going to be brutally honest, the New Tigers last year hadn't won in a couple of years. I oh, know. And uh, Dale Daisy. Thomas said, well, I got that sorted in a couple of hours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I think Bernie said he did, uh, obviously talking about Bernie, he's been drafted by the Maryborough Rovers, I think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he looked at one of their results and it was 47 goals to one. Mm. So we know he's a Loss. star, Bernie. Loss, not the other way. <laughs> So we know Bernie's a star, yeah. but hopefully they pick the game where he might be able to win. He's got a bit of work to do. But uh, you'd, you'd, Burns would be the one you'd want to hang around with and have a couple of frothies with afterwards in the change rooms and then the sportsman's night later on. So the whole concept is absolutely superb. No, nah, it is. And, and that's what, uh, I guess, grassroots footy's built on, isn't it? It's the connection piece. It's getting all their... The old legends coming back and contributing to grassroots level. Well, I know we've connected over this over the last couple of years about talking. You know, I'm, I've am uh, i grown up in the Adelaide Hills yep. and still uh, have a kick around on a Saturday for the Meadows Footy Club. Yep. And you're a York Peninsula boy and you went back there and uh, where well, you played and then coached uh, the Ardross and Roos as well. Yeah, so I always wanted to go home and, um, you know, play play a season or two there. And, and, and fortunately, I was able to play the season. But in the last game, I did, did my ACL, unfortunately, yeah. which wiped out uh, 2022. But... Mm. Um, yeah, obviously it's a, it's a great place. It's home for me, but you know, just, just with the travel and yeah. having three young girls now, it's uh, it was time to look a bit closer to Adelaide and 
found uh, found me way to Flagstaff Hill through a mate Sam Thoroughton. Not just found it as well. I'm just having a look at the goal kickers, if you don't mind. <laughs> just top of the tree, the big the big who. It's just snuck forward and put it on the head. Thank you. Yeah, just get it in. But, <laughs> get it in. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm loving my time at Flaggies. They're they're an awesome uh, awesome club, and the boys are absolutely fantastic and uh, made me feel right at home. So loving every minute. And the best part is we win more than we lose. Yep, that's perfect. Now, um. How big was it for you for your first game back? You know, obviously you got drafted over to Carlton, you come back and you have a decorated career with Adelaide. You go to Sydney for a yep. couple of years as well, and then you you put on the old uh, the hoops yeah. for Ardross and Roos. That must have been a real special moment, and some people don't understand how big that would have been for you. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was something like I said I always would, and I'm, I'm very connected to my hometown, and obviously mum and dad are still there, and you know my late brother obviously played there and all that sort of stuff. So it was really important for me to go home and, and have a kick and. Um, it's it's funny how it feels so much the same, but it feels so different. Mm. Obviously, you get so used to the AFL routine and the way of life and the pressure and all that sort of stuff, and then you go home and I just couldn't work out why everyone just didn't train. Yeah, like it's I just know. not a given that blokes train. I know. So you, you're looking to pick a team, and um, so and so is unavailable because yeah. you know he's got to work or he's got a yeah. family show. It's just like you know, sisters, just... cousins, dogs, crook. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> which is great, which is great at the same time because that's the beauty of it is, is you know, you've, you've always got your spot there and you can always come back to it. But, mate, I absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's the heartbeat of, uh, of Australian rules footy and we wouldn't be where we are as a, as a competition without um, local level foot, footy. Nah, spot on, mate. Let, let's just go through some of the absolute superstars that have gone back to, to grassroots. So you've got Rupert. So you, you think of Mark Rashuda. Not only do you think of the Crows, but if Riverland boy went back and played with Wakery, won a flag won or a two flag. back there. Yeah, which is... Um, it doesn't get any bigger than Rue. Nah. Like he's he's an AFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. For him to go back after his career and give back locally, and we know he played a little bit for PAC as mm. well. So, um, yeah, Rue Rue had a massive career, and for him to go back and give back, and uh, the other one's Modra. Yeah, this was huge. I remember this happening. He obviously mm. seems. I reckon Mods probably enjoyed grassroots level more than he did yep. uh, AFL level. He obviously uh, he lives down um, Victor Harbour way, yep. so he's he's shacked up there at Encounter Bay. I remember him going when he played for Encounter Bay, mate, and he still had it a little bit yep. as well. Like he still had the high fly yep. and all of that. There was guaranteed. He was going for one a game, and it would flock the crowd. There'd be thousands of people there watching. It was incredible. And then he went up to Keith for the Crows, mm-hmm. ironically, and I think he won a flag up there as well. Yeah, right. So, uh, and then Rue dragged him to PAC as well. So, um, another one he gave back. Couple of other Crow boys that have gone down to Encounter Bay. Scott Welsh was one of them, the yep. sharpshooter, and Ian, Ian Perry, Perry won a uh, male medal in the Great Southern League. They did. So, uh, Sarge was once again, mate. These guys, yeah, they'll finish to AFL level. Mm. They still still had a lot of good footy oh, in them. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they, they kept um, kept playing, and, and I know Sarge played down at Pathway as well. Yes. So uh, What about Dogger, Michael Dowdy? Yeah, he's at the Wineflies, yeah. the, the Ranella Wineflies, so he headed home, um, and I know he won a couple of flags down there as yep. well, so it's a bit of a theme here. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's cleaning up, and in your league, Brett James. Yes, uh, it was a, a juggernaut at Kersbrook when yeah. he went back there. He, he watched, I remember we, he was watching a game where Kersbrook were in it the year before he decided to coach, and they got smacked in the granny. He's like, yep. nah, not having this. So he went there, and then obviously Roger James and Paul James, both his brothers, Amazing. finished their time at AFL and Sample uh, leagues, respectively, and they're just like, righto, let's go. And they and they had it humming. And Brett James another one, and he's just won a flag yep. at the Crows, flag at Norwood, flags mm. at Kersbrook. So um, these do- guys don't miss out. And uh, just the last ones I have to mention is mm. Matty Yench and Cole Cheney were oh, up yes. to Handorf mm. uh, immediately, and they... Uh, Yenchi's, uh, I wouldn't say he's the most loved player up in the hills. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't mind me saying that. Um, but yeah, they won a few flags up at Handorf. So um, year on year, they keep winning. Had a good time on and off the field, old Yenchi. <laughs> 
Another massive show here at the Crows Radio Show for you Sunday morning. It is game day and we cannot wait to get down Adelaide Oval and watch the Mighty Crows take on St. Kilda. As, uh, as Mick Malloy says on front bar, let's boot this baby let's home. Let's boot this baby home, <laughs> saucy. But uh, no, mate, we're making our way to Adelaide Oval. Um, I'm looking forward to watching this one, actually. Mm. It's going to be a huge game. As, uh, as we mentioned earlier, let's uh, say happy Mother's Day to yes. all the beautiful mums out there. Yes, enjoy Mother's Day. It should be an absolute beauty and the weather's turned it on as well. So we should have a good weekend and hopefully we can get it done. I'll see you next Sunday from 9, brother. See you then, mate.